Hello, and welcome to the Crypto Masters Podcast, helping the general public to gain an understanding of crypto assets. My name is Brian McCoy. My name is Ross Eaton. And we are the, the Crypto, Crypto Masters. Masters. Not too bad, not too bad. No. All right, Ross, let's get started on today's episode because we're bringing out a big boy. One of the big Ooh. boys. We started out, you'll remember, with the big two, right? Bitcoin uh -huh. and Ethereum. Everybody knows the big two. Those were our first two podcasts and deservedly so. But we waited a while to bring out this big boy. We're on podcast 15. And today's topic is XRP. That's right. Which is the number four coin now in market cap uh, tether stable coin moved ahead of it um, on the market cap. But Ripple or <laughs> XRP has been uh, really number three, if you exclude the stable coin, number three for a long time. Um, so it's it's been holding steady there for quite quite a while. And at least for me, scrolling on you know coin market cap on it like. I still haven't gotten used to seeing Tether there. Number three, I don't know yeah. if anyone else is out there, but it's like, I don't know, it breaks my brain every time I look at it. Like, why You're, is it? You just expect to see XRP as number three, right? Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, right, let's, let's do take care of a little business here. Our goal is to provide information about crypto assets to help the public make their decisions in the crypto space. We don't try to predict short-term movements. So this show is not for short-term traders. Yeah, you know, we want to give you, the listeners, the power to, you know, kind of do your own research. You know, this is a starting point. You know, dig deeper, read the white papers. This is not financial advice. Um, but, yeah, you know, we're giving you the power to learn and go forth. So, yeah, Brian, yeah, and we have to say that because so, we're not financial <laughs> advisors. But uh, we do, you know, we suggest you do your own research. Hopefully this will get you started. So. Um, like we said, everybody, uh, people who've been in the space for a while, Ross, like you and I, um, we just, we've got so used to calling it Ripple that we're probably going to make that mistake today during this uh, podcast. Oh, um, but XRP absolutely. is really the coin. If you want to go buy some on really any of the exchanges, um, you would look for XRP. It just got synonymous with uh, the company um, that didn't really start it, but that bought it, um, Ripple. And so everyone had called it Ripple over the years. But Ripple is really the company that we'll talk about that um, controls XRP. Yep, Ripple Labs to be exact. So yeah, just a warning from years of saying Ripple, we'll probably say Ripple for XRP. <laughs> so don't burn us too bad in the comments. <laughs> oh, we're going to get burned. I, you know, you hear about the, uh, the Ripple army. Um, or, or the XRP army, I guess. Uh, so yeah, we'll probably get it, but anyway, that's all right. Um, so let's, we're gonna talk about the coin a little bit. And, and this is interesting, Ross, it's been around since 2012. And that's basically a hundred in crypto years. <laughs> yep, that is right. It is and, um, at the peak, so uh, you, you can talk a little bit about its history also, but in, January of 2018, you know, the, the most recent uh, peak, the price of XRP reached around $3.40. Um, it dropped down uh, 
since then it dropped down to about August of 2018 until about now it's been in a really narrow range mm -hmm. around, you know, 30 cents to, you know, 20 or something like that um, for quite a long time. And, and we'll touch on, on maybe why that, that happened. Yeah. I always have, you know, I've used various apps, you know, to track and buy crypto and always get alerts, you know, especially the last couple of days for, you know, Ripple and Bitcoin or uh, sorry, not Ripple, uh, Ethereum and Bitcoin just jumping up, you know, 5% gain, 5% loss. But I mean, I never get alerts for Ripple. It is, it does not move much, but there's a reason for that. And like you yeah. said, we'll get into it. So yeah, we'll get into that. So, um, it started out in uh, 2012, and I think um, Jed McCaleb, we'll, we'll talk about him a little too. Um, it was called OpenCoin or something like that, wasn't it? Yep. First, you know, it was called OpenCoin, changed their name to, in 2013, to Ripple, Ripple Labs, which is, you know, kind of the company running this whole thing. But um, yeah, that's kind of like, you know, brief history. I really didn't know, like, I'd never heard of OpenCoin before, but. No, that was before my time. I, unfortunately, I went into space in uh, 2012 and 2013, which I had been. But. Well, Brian, I was, but I was yet a crypto master. So. Oh, yes, yes. Well, I was reading back, we, we probably touched on this back in, uh, on Bitcoin, but I became one of those blockchain, not Bitcoin people. And I lost some, I lost some, lost some valuable years doing that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, man, since I became a crypto master with you, we're all in now. That's right. All right, XRP, Ross. Let's yeah. talk about what problem it tries to solve. Let me. Yeah, what is it solving, Brian? Give us, give us the rundown. Let me start out. So, when you think about Ripple, and it probably does more. It does. Uh, XRP does more than this. Um, but really, what what XRP is known for, what it started out, the problem it started out to solve. And, and really did a very good job of, of solving it, is the money transfer problem. And I don't know about you, I've never really had to do it, but you know, um, sending money grams or sending uh, money overseas is an expensive uh, proposition and a slow proposition. Yeah. And you think about that it, Ross, we've been yeah. sending emails for what, 20, 25 years, right? Oh, forever. Yeah. You can send an email. You know, I got a friend in Japan. I can send him an email. He gets it two seconds later. Right. Why, why, why with money? Why are we still in the 1950s? And you know, that's what, that's what Ripple and, and XRP said, you know, there's, there's gotta be a better way. And you know, there are a lot of currencies around the world, right? And the U S dollar is the standard. So I, I think what everybody does, even if they're in, let's say, um, England sending uh, money to, let's say, the Philippines, they'll probably change uh, the British pound sterling to U.S. dollars, send it to the Philippines, convert that to the Philippine pesos, mm -hmm. whatever. I think that's what the currency is. But um, so there's a lot of changing going on. It's expensive. There's a transaction fee on all those changes. It takes literally days, which is absurd. So that's what um, XRP does. It's, it's a, a protocol. It uses XRP as the currency. So whatever you're sending, again, let's say the same scenario, England um, to uh, Philippines, you change it to XRP and the XRP is transferred. And then it's uh, basically in instantly transferred to whatever currency you want it in the receiving end. 
and it's super fast, like instant and mm. super cheap, like a decimal point and then a bunch of zeros and then a one. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's almost free. So you think of the problem they tried to solve. Kudos. Great job. They did an excellent job of, of solving that problem. Oh yeah. And you know, really, I hadn't thought about it much before Ripple, but I mean, like you said, Brian, there's a lot that goes into just wiring and transferring money. I mean, I even, I know looking into this, like even the bank sending the money to that foreign country has to have basically an account over there um, of holdings to be able to kind of move that money around. Of course, you know, a bigger bank probably has a subsidiary or something like that, but it's a complex issue. It's a slow issue. Um, yeah. And Ripple, you know, XRP has done this. Um, but yeah, it's really about the transfer of money um, and converting it, you know, to the native currency. So, all right. So that's, that's great. It's, it's done a good job, a very good job of, uh, of solving that problem. And it works with banks. It has a lot of banks that are its customers. I, I saw like, you know, Santander, I think American Express, some of the even bigger ones are, are testing it, but you know, they have actual client. I think they say they have a hundred, uh, if not banks, you know, a hundred financial institutions using their products. So there's already some market uh, penetration there. But, um, you know, let, let's talk now about the criticism, biggest criticism in, in our industry, meaning crypto of XRP is that it is not decentralized. I mean, I don't, you know, it, it's just not a decentralized asset, like basically everything else in, in crypto or, you know, all of the other major ones, they, they stress, they emphasize, they, they tout the fact that they're decentralized and XRP is not. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I think this is the biggest knock in the crypto space. Um, but, you know, on that subject, Brian, and I, I've got to refer to my notes here because I'm, I'm going to, you know, ripple off a lot of numbers at you. Oh. Um, just to show you kind of how this works, um, you know, Ripple, there is a set number um, and they release them at the beginning of each month, um, you know, 1 billion tokens a month. Um, of course, well, we probably don't need to say it, but since it's centralized, there is no mining. Ripple Labs handles all that. Um, and there's a total set supply of 100 billion and it's wrapped up in accounts, you know, owned by Ripple Labs and they just kind of, you know, dish them all out. But yeah, um, I think initially they kept 80 percent. Yeah, right. Yeah, they kept a ton. Oh, yeah. And um, then and then the founders got a ton. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So and then a little bit was sent out to the uh, to the exchanges. I mean, a little bit meaning from percentage standpoint. But yeah, so that's what they're doing and, and um, that, that's how they control it because they don't want the price doing what, what we see in, you know, even with Bitcoin and Ethereum, but, but then you get to the lower cap coins or you get to the DeFi coins, you know, where they're really going up and down and they just can't have that. It doesn't work. The banks won't use it if it's doing that. So that's why they release their certain amount every month and that's why their price stays in that range now i'm sure they'd like that range to be a lot higher than it is but they got to keep it in that range because 
the banks have it have some XRP. The banks using their system have some XRP for some periods of time. I mean, it's not long, but I mean, you know, they can't get hit with a a ten percent drop in an hour, which can happen in crypto. So, you know, that's sort of why they're centralized. That's why Ripple is controlling the release so that they don't have those big um, big spikes or jumps up or down. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just. I think for what it's a, trying to accomplish, it, it sounds like a good move to be centralized, to, like you said, to control it like this. So Well, it's different. And we'll probably, you know, we're going to touch on this in our uh, <laughs> final comments, but um, it, it is it is a different approach. You know, you got to you got to say that um, some some people, you know, like it. And of course, a lot of people in the crypto space uh, don't like that aspect. Yeah. Oh, and just one more last number to throw at you. There are currently in total circulation 45 billion XRP tokens. So still okay. a little ways to go to get to that 100 billion. So yeah, yeah, that's right. Now they, they'd all been, they, they were all released um, at the time, uh, you know, I guess back when it, when it started, but I mean, Released, released to to Ripple. It kept eighty percent, so that's not really released. So, it, you know, they say it's not deflationary, but but kind of is. I mean, they're they're putting more out on the market every so often. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Anyways, um, all right. So we talked about um, the how it helps the people uh, send payments overseas. Uh, certainly is great for that. Um, we talked about how it holds back the, uh, the the price fluctuations. Let's talk about the team. We haven't we usually try to touch on the team. I, I think I mentioned it was started by a guy named uh, Jed McCaleb, and I want you to listen to the story about a man named Jed Foreman. Don't remember that song? Okay, boy. Hmm. Age gap, age gap. That was a I, yeah. Jed Jed Clampett. That was the Beverly Hillbillies theme song. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah, I know. Any, anyways, uh, Beverly Hills Ninja. Honestly. Yeah, <laughs> that's more. Okay. That's more well, of my time. The, the generational gap is showing now. But <laughs> anyways, Jed McCaleb uh, actually started, um, like you said, OpenCoin, and then Ripple Labs bought it, and and I, a guy named Chris Larson came in um, very very early, so he was one of the main guys. Um, those guys both got billions. I think I made a note. Uh, remember nine nine point five billion uh, XRP each, and you think about that. At one point, it was worth about three fifty each. Those guys, uh, at least uh, I, I don't know. Jed might have sold some of his, but the Larson was worth more than fifty billion at one point. Fifty yeah. billion dollars. Um, and then Jed uh, <laughs> left. Um, left Ripple and he had his, uh, I don't know, 9 billion XRP and, and at one point announced he was going to sell them <laughs> and the price plunged and I think Ripple called him in and said, hey, let's work this out. And uh, now he's on some kind of schedule where he can only release a little bit, you know, every so often so that it doesn't affect the, uh, the price too badly. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Jed, also, as you may know, Ross, um, founded uh stellar for uh, stellar lumens another coin we haven't covered yet but um we'll probably get to yep that'll probably be 
pretty soon here. I haven't looked at our little list, but you know, yeah, maybe we can but, we can assess it. Maybe if it's too too similar, they do. There are a lot of similarities between mm -hmm. uh, XRP and Stellar Lumens. A lot of people say so. Uh, we'll have to take that into account, but we can do a little compare and contrast, maybe. Yeah, for sure. All right, Ross, you got anything to add about XRP? You want to get into final thoughts? Yeah, I guess, you know, the last thought, I think you touched on it, but, um, you know, since, you know, XRP is centralized, um, transaction speed is crazy. I mean, they consistently handle, you know, 1,500 transactions per second. You know, Ethereum's at 15, Bitcoin's at, you know, four to five-ish, so... You know, not not talking about Ethereum 2.0. It's not here yet, so that that'll be up there too. But yeah, since it's centralized, it's crazy fast. Um, but you know, it kind of makes sense with what all what all is going on. Yep, and it has its niche. You know, it's got its banking niche. It's got um, real customer penetration. A lot of coins can't say that. You know, a lot of coins are, you know, hey, in the future everybody's going to be using us. But right now, nobody is, or almost nobody. But you know, that's another thing. XRP is different. It certainly has a customer base. Um, so, you know, that, that may bode well for it. Yep. All right. You want me yeah. to go first on final thoughts? Shoot, Brian. Let's, let's see what you got. All right. My final Here's thoughts are, <laughs> I think you, either way, I have to look at XRP. Oh, by the way, story, a little quick story here. My first uh, purchase on a, um, Crypto exchange, I, I don't remember. I think it might've been Coinbase. I think I was on Coinbase, total noob. <laughs> just looking around, heard of XRP. Yeah, that XRP sounds good. That was the first one I bought. Wow, really? Yes, first one I ever bought. I threw 3,000 bucks at it. Okay. Still have it. Now it's 1,600 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> But I, 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 I mean, I'm hodling it um, and, you know, it, it, it's gone down. I think I bought it at whatever. It, I don't want to really date this show, but uh, I really won't when you're talking about XRP. I think I bought it at 20, 29 or something. And that, soon after that, they had a, we had a little bit of a bear market and it got down to around 20. I think now it's back up to about 23. So I, I don't really know what. Anyway, that was an interesting story. I didn't really know anything much about it. Uh, I, I'd heard of it. Mm -hmm. Don't know why I pulled the trigger on it, but that's kind of funny. Um, but anyway, now that I know more, um, I look at XRP as kind of like, almost like I would a stock, like maybe like a, a bank stock or, um, you know, like uh, owning Federal uh, American Express or, or Visa. You know what I mean? Something like that. It, it's in the same industry. I don't know, MoneyGram. Um, it's better, it's better than those. So it'd be a good one to own, but I, I just don't look at it as a crypto because it's centralized and, um, I, I don't know, I'm not die hard, you know, if it's not decentralized, it's, it's the traditional banking that we're trying to get rid of. I don't really look at it that way. Although I think there's a definitely a positive to decentralization. So. I, the, the, to me, the centralization and sort of the control over the uh, over the price, or or at least the release of the uh, um, the the XRP out on the market, for me that just makes it less appealing. 
I put that more in the category of my stocks. You know, it's, it just doesn't have the potential bang that you, we can get from a lot of these other crypto assets. And so mm -hmm. for me as an investment, my, my crypto side, you know, now my, my stock side is, you know, sort of the more conservative, um, you know, stocks have risk obviously, but, but I see the crypto side of my investing is, you know, these have, these have real potential to give me multiples on my investment. And I don't see that with XRP. I mean, it's sure it's possible. I mean, it happened in, in, in 2018. Mm -hmm. um, but I just don't, I just think it's going to lag when, when the others have a real breakout, it's going to lag, but that you can say the same going down. So that's the benefit to it. You know, it's not going to go down as hard as the others when we have a bear, a bear market. So for me, I'm saying, yeah, maybe I could invest in, I probably won't anymore. I own a little bit. I'll hold on to that until mm -hmm. I get a good a move up and then I might sell it. But for me, it's like, okay, if I want to get, stay in crypto and be a little more conservative, I might buy some more XRP. But for the most yeah. part, I got a lot more exciting options that I'm going to go with. That's my yeah. final thought. Okay. Yeah, I, I got to agree with you on the, the stableness of it. It's a, you know, I, like terrible, terrible analogy here, but it's almost kind of like an index fund. You know, it's, it's not going to yeah. excite you. It's not going to wow you, but it's, it's not a bad investment. It's going to go up. Yeah, there's um, benefits. It's yeah, actually pretty good. I, I like that analogy. Yeah, it's... um. I don't know. I, I love the underlying technology. Just full disclosure, I own no XRP right now, but I have in the past. Um, just because, um, you know, I'm younger, I'm taking a little bit more risk. So Ripple's or uh, XRP is not that appealing to me um, right now. But I, I love the, the idea they're trying to accomplish. And you might have mentioned it before, Brian, but the idea of being able to wire someone, you know, across the world instantly is huge that's amazing i mean you know like you've said we're i mean it's 2020 and we you know it takes five i mean five-ish days to to wire someone money across the world it's just doesn't make sense right now mm. I, I still don't get why it's so slow i know it, the the process of wiring money money is very convoluted but i th i think this is a perfect solution for it um right and i i do want i want to end with that as well by saying you know Kudos, great job to, for for addressing a problem and and actually solving the problem, and doing a good job of implementing it in the real world with real banks. So, you know, credit for that. It's helped a lot of people. You know, that's what, and that's part of what crypto is here for. You know, um, yeah. is to help people. So it's it's helped people. I think you know uh, other cryptos are going to help people in 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 similar ways and in different ways, but um you know credit to the to the team and ripple labs for accomplishing that no and to really nail in that point it's a centralized system so they could that transaction fee they could bump that up to make more money and it's it's low and it, it you know it could be a little bit higher but they've kept it low and reasonable and yeah i don't know the economics behind that that's that's a good point um yeah, well, I guess that's up to, up to Ripple Labs, I guess, you know. Yeah. That's another thing you can do when you're centralized. You got somebody there to make a business decision and, and, and do it. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, that was a, a interesting coin, a big coin. Now we've covered the top three uh, coins that aren't stable coins. We're hitting a lot of different areas, Ross. 
we got the, we oh, got yeah. the big large caps. We've hit some low caps. A couple of weeks ago, we did um, with Polymath, which is like I think maybe a top 200, 300 coins. So yeah, we're hitting a lot of them. And you know what? We got a lot more to cover. And we'll be back next week with another one. Yes, the infinite showing because we've got infinite coins. <laughs> it seems like there's more coming out all the time. That's right. All right, this has been another episode of The Crypto Masters. Tune in to us next week. All right. Bye, everybody. Safe.